and welcome back to Know Before You Go. We are here today with the wonderful uh, Kathleen Coughlin, Director of Health Operations and Administration at the Barnes Center. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being with us here today, Kathleen. All right. So I have a couple questions for you. We want to help everybody access the wonderful services that we offer at the Barnes Center. So before we get into all the fun information that you have for us today, I have a couple fun questions so that people get to know you a little bit more. We're college students here and you're working with a college student population. So tell me a little bit about what your favorite hangout spot was when you were in college. So when I was in college, I went to the University of Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and we have the Cathedral of Learning, which is the, I think they still claim that it's the largest or the tallest uh, building of learning in the United States. I don't know if that's still true or not, but um, uh, the Cathedral Lawn is where everyone hung out. So it was a wonderful outdoor space. And then when the winter when the winter came and the weather turned cold, we all went inside. And uh, my job was to work at the front desk of the Student Union Center and the pool hall that was in the basement. So those were the two places you could always find me. And I'm terrible at pool. So I always, um, whenever I tell people I used to work in a pool hall, they always say, oh, are you a great pool player? I'm like, no, I'm terrible. But <laughs> That's what I would figure. I guess I was focused on my job <laughs> and I didn't pick up a lot of skills. So another fun question. What was the last movie you watched? So the last movie I watched was Nope. Oh, God. By Jordan Peele. Have uh-huh. you seen it? I have. Okay, so my younger daughter is 14, and she is obsessed with that movie. Really? And she watches it constantly in our house. <laughs> and then we'll talk to you about, like, shots and lighting and, you know, different choices. I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. So, I, yeah, if anyone ever wants to discuss that movie, I have a 14-year-old who would love to that chat with so you. That is so fun. I mean, and I know that's so nice to hear. Yeah. Um, a little bit about you and a little bit about, about your family. Thank you. So pivoting to healthcare on campus, what would you say in your time here, if you can share a little bit about how long you've been with the Barnes Center, um, what the biggest change has been in those health care services? So I've been with the university since 2016, so just a little over six years, and during that time, I probably would have had a different answer three years ago, but obviously it's probably been COVID. So COVID just was such an unbelievable experience and it really changed everything about the way we provided healthcare. The university was pretty amazing in terms of being able to transition people so quickly to telehealth and getting us to be able to see students really quickly in a safe environment. The university was also pretty amazing in being able to put together Flanagan, which was our testing center and being able to see hundreds of students every day for testing and to make sure that they were healthy and safe. And it's amazing looking back, trying to remember that we didn't know how the virus was going to impact different populations. At the beginning, it was just, I I can't give enough respect and, you know, kudos to the medical providers and the nursing staff and the front desk staff who showed up every day in the beginning when we had no idea what this was going to look like or what was going to happen. So that was pretty amazing. Um, You know, just one of those things I think, right, we're all going to remember how the pandemic impacted our lives and what that was like, but to work in medical care during that time. And it was a great time to be connected with other colleges and universities to say, like, what are you doing? How, how do we manage this? Because nobody had any idea. So it was wonderful to be part of a larger community 
that had a lot of information to share and is built in an academic setting. So people were very interested in sharing information and kind of had that academic mindset as well as providing care. The other piece I would say just in general is our integrated health and wellness model. So, uh, you know, one, one was very reactive and one was very proactive, COVID being very reactive and the Integrated Health and Wellness Center being very proactive. The creation of the Barnes Center was really built out of so many folks who wanted to see a better support system for students to make sure that we're not just reacting every time you have a cold or if you're having chest pains or a sexually transmitted infection, but what can we do to better support your whole health? So is that sexual health education? Is it hand hygiene and just general wellness to make sure that your immune system is as strong as it can be? So, you know, really talking to people about sleep hygiene and self-care and all of those things that I feel like have become buzzwords in the past, you know, year or so. Really, this went back about four years where everyone at the university was saying students need to have better supports in place. And instead of having to walk all over campus to get these services, why can't we just have everything in one place? And I think for students who have been here during the Barnes Center, they probably can't imagine what it was like before. I mean, it's just such a wonderful resource to be able to have everything in one spot for, for all of your health care and wellness needs. Yeah, absolutely. I'm one of those students that can't that came when the Barnes Center was already open, so I can't imagine a different way. And I think it's so interesting you mentioned COVID and then kind of the integrated care model because I think the integrated care model was ahead of the curve with COVID and a lot of the concerns, particularly for student groups, were different impacts that students as a unique population were experiencing. And I think the Barnes Center, which opened in 2019, 2019. was ahead of the curve, oh, yes. just Thank ahead of goodness. that COVID curve. And I think dedication to information sharing and preparing very quickly was ahead of the curve in preparation for the other and the secondary effects that would come with what the COVID-19 pandemic brought. Um, so along that same line of the Barnes Center and the integrated care that it offers, what would you say is the most important thing that students should know about healthcare at the Barnes Center? So I did reach out to the staff to say this very, very similar question, sort of like, what would you like? I've got to go on this podcast. And I don't know what I'm going to talk about. What, what do you think I should talk about? What would be the things that impact your daily life? And one of the things that was mentioned um, by one of our nurses named Nora um, was saying just to call, to make sure that 4438000 is your first entrance into the Barnes Center if you need to be seen for health care or for counseling, just to make sure that you have an appointment set aside that's just for you and that there's enough time for the appointment for you. So that's why, you know, our nurses will ask you a couple of questions about what do you need to be seen for so that you have time with a provider that's just yours, you're not rushed, and you're not waiting to be seen. So that was one of our big ones that I heard. Um, one other one from our, she's a nurse practitioner named Marilyn, and she was saying that she's here to support each and every student's unique healthcare situation. So one size doesn't fit all. So it's important that they're able to talk to you about What's going on in your life? What are your past uh, medical situations like? Um, and that, like, maybe if you had an uh, antibiotic the last time you got sick, maybe you don't need an antibiotic this time. And trying to do teaching because we are a medical clinic on an, on a college campus, we want to be able to teach students about how do you take control of your healthcare, and then when you go out into the I don't want to say the real world, but when you go out into the larger world, how do you advocate for yourself? You know, how do you learn more and take responsibility for your own health care and your own well-being? 
Um, let me just, oh, there was um, one of our nurses, Jody, wanted to make sure to let people know that many of our staff have had, you know, raised college students or have had college students who have gone to Syracuse University and that they can relate to a lot of what's going on. And then she also said she loves to hear the good stories that students have and the excitement when, you know, you finish a project or you do well on a test and also maybe when things aren't going so well and how we can support you. So they always love it when students are able to share and connect with them. Um, And just a couple more. We had Melissa from the health insurance office, and she was saying that the student health insurance office is always on hand. Students have a lot of questions and concerns. They can just walk into that office every day from 830 to 5. They can email healthinsurance at syr.edu, and they're always happy to help. Um, And then the last one was kind of funny was one of our folks who works in medical records, Lisa, was saying that um, she gives the same T-shirt to every one of her grandkids who goes to college. And it says, eat your vegetables, drink your water, and mind your business. I was like, what does that mean exactly? <laughs> and so she was just saying, you know, like, you, you've got to do your basic self-care things, like get enough sleep, eat your vegetables, drink your water, take care of yourself. But then also all of your social needs and all of those things are all part of your wellness as well. So you want to look at everything holistically when you go to college and take care of all aspects of your wellness. So lots of, lots of feedback from staff. They were very interested in the whole podcast notion. I think, I think that's really interesting to hear because that was, you know, this podcast the idea of it is also for staff to be able to communicate a little bit more with students because you know this isn't a small campus so there's a lot of you know things that aren't necessarily you're not necessarily able to connect with students as long as you would want to so another way to kind of communicate with them and let them know that the barn center is not just when you're on your deathbed college version and when you don't, you know, you're far from home and you don't know the cold medicine you need to buy, it works great for those things. But it's also, you know, for maintaining health, for making sure you start to build this wellness plan for yourself, whether that involves regular checkups, whether that involves, you know, taking a proactive step in your diet. We have a lot of resources for that as well. So that's, that's great to hear from the staff that they want that wellness provision in all aspects for students as well. So kind of talking to the different things that the Barnes Center can offer, I want to ask a little bit about the pharmacy. So can you just talk to us a little bit about how pharmacists work with the Barnes Center, with primary Mm -hmm. care providers to provide students with the things that they may need? Yeah, so we have a wonderful resource in having a full service pharmacy on campus. Uh, If you haven't visited, it is a retail space. So when you walk in, there's a full line of over-the-counter products as well as your prescribed products that are dispensed just like a regular pharmacy. Um, So a couple things that people don't know. One is that we work really closely together. So we're all part of the same office, but also you have, you know, the medical staff reaching out to the pharmacy to see what kind of meds a student might be on, um, checking in with them about good choices, Uh, The second thing is that students, if they're not feeling well, sometimes you just need an over-the-counter cold med, and you can go into the pharmacy and be like, oh, you know, I have, you know, what should I take for this, or what should I take for that? Um, There's a lot of resources that sometimes you don't need to see a doctor for, especially as you learn more and learn more about your body. You can stop into the pharmacy, maybe try an over-the-counter cold medicine, and if you're still not feeling well, then you call into the Barnes Center Health Office and make an appointment. Um, same things with like urinary tract infections or cough drops, just anything you could possibly imagine is available down there. And it's a great resource. They also did, for those of you who are on campus last year, all of our COVID vaccines. Um, annually, they do flu clinics. 
Um, so if you're still interested in a flu shot for this year, for instance, you can go on the patient portal for the Barnes Center and you can make an appointment to get a flu shot. Or you can walk in and make an appointment with the pharmacy. They might have availability or they might have to just schedule you for a little bit later in the day. But they're always there. And there is a private little space for consultation. That's one, another thing I'd like to mention. So it's usually used for vaccine, but it's also an opportunity for you to speak privately to a pharmacist. So if you have a condition or a concern about medication you're on or about what type of over-the-counter product might work best, you have a moment to step in there and talk with somebody. There's also a full line of trans and gender affirming care. So there's tapes, there's binders, and that be, might be one of those things that you might want to speak privately to one of the pharmacists about, but just gives you an opportunity and lots of people use that space so it doesn't reflect you know, differently on you if you say, oh, I'd like to step into the consultation room and just, I have a couple questions for the pharmacist. Very common occurrence and very easy uh, for the pharmacist to come out and chat with you. Yeah, I think I think that's an important thing to know for me personally, experiencing accessing healthcare. There's a lot of like anxiety regarding like, is this something you can ask? Is this something that or is this something I should already know and I'm just behind? And I think knowing that there's different resources and maybe something that's more accessible if you have a health question that you feel more comfortable talking to quickly to the pharmacist than scheduling a whole meeting through, you know, those kinds of things. Yeah, I think I can't stress enough that there is nothing that anyone could probably ask that hasn't already been asked. And usually it's never strange. It's just, you know, like growing up and learning these things, just the longer you're alive and the longer you have a body, you realize, oh, these are the things that happened to it. I had no idea. Yeah. As someone in my 40s, there's still things I'm learning about it. (laughs) One other thing I forgot to mention about the pharmacy that I wanted to add is that you can get your prescriptions filled there from anywhere. So if you have a doctor at home who wants to send in a prescription for you, they can send it in there. It's not just for people who are getting prescriptions from the pharmacy health clinic. It can be from the emergency room, from a well now, or from a home provider, and you can just pick up your meds there. Okay. And what would you say the best way to kind of start that process would be? Is it the phone call? Is it the online form? Yeah, there's um, electronic forms um, through the, and that's actually through the wellness portal. You can also call. There's also an email just for more information. I'd never use email for protected health information, but um, yeah, totally any of those options. You can email, you can call. Um, and one other thing is that you can use email for is the, the lead pharmacist, Michelle, is always looking for new products or new ideas about things students would like to see there. So she's always welcoming uh, feedback on additional items that people want to see sold there. That's awesome. Yeah. That's wonderful to hear. So speaking more towards kind of that anxiety that students may feel accessing mm-hmm. health care, what, um, how affordable is accessing health care? You mentioned a couple of the vaccinations and things like that. Um, how, how would you categorize the affordability of the Barnes Center? So every student who comes to the university who's a full-time matriculated student is required to have student, to have a health insurance that covers them while they're at the university. So that being said, the university also has a health and wellness fee, and that health and wellness fee takes care of all of your office visits. So if you were to come in to be seen for a cold or for a physical or a women's health exam, that's at no cost to you. The only thing that students pay for is any type of a procedure. So if they have to have sutures or they would like a IUD placed, those are the types of things if they need labs, so if they need a COVID test or if they need a flu test, and then finally any prescriptions that are through the pharmacy that you would need to pay for. So 
compared to a private medical office, it's much less expensive because you're not paying for that office visit, visit, which is usually the most expensive part about going to a doctor. Oh, we also have a specific uh, method set up so that if a student has any concerns about being able to afford coming to the Barnes Center, one, there is, it's a, called a No Surprises Act, and that's a federal law saying that any medical office needs to give you an estimate, like a good faith estimate, as to how much you're going to spend when you come. So one, you can call and say, I'd like a good faith estimate as to how much you think it's going to cost me, and then the office will work with you to share that with you. The second piece is that there is a process set up so that if a student has any concerns with being able to financially afford coming to the Barnes Center, that we can work with them and see basically what we can do to make sure that they can afford to be seen because we never want cost to be a barrier to care. Students need to be able to know that they need to get treated for their health-related conditions and not think, oh, I don't know if I can afford this. So we work really closely with people to make sure that they're comfortable. And then I feel like it might come up a little bit later, but one other thing is just to add that we also make sure that any of the costs that do get passed on to the bursar are labeled as health charges. So there's nothing specific about what you're being seen for. It's all just, you know, it could be anything from you were, you were buying cough drops at the pharmacy to having a test done. There's an, everything is coded the same. So okay. everything is, is private when it goes on your bursar. That and we also accept, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then we also accept cash and credit cards if people want to take care of things right away. Okay, that's, that's a really important element. I think in our feedback from students that we um, collected a little bit before this idea, that was one of the bigger points of concern was affordability, no surprise bills. I think healthcare, um, where we live, you know, I'm from Texas. So even moving to New York, it was a very different experience of how do I approach um, entering this health office and what they're going to charge me. As far as um, if the office visits are covered, you know, if I know like personally I need a referral to an ENT or any type of that, can I go to the Barnes Center because we need that kind of... Absolutely. So if you need a referral into the community, we will work with you. So typically you'd be seen by a provider in the Barnes Center. So um, one of the things we get a lot of referrals for is for an ENT. So people who have issues with their sinuses or tonsils and they need to find out who locally they can go to. We do have a referral coordinator. Uh, and she will work with you to make sure, find out what type of insurance you have, and then find out who in the community takes that insurance, and then sets up your initial appointment for you to make sure that your, you know, that continuity of care is there for you. Um, and then we also are lucky enough to have Syracuse University Ambulance and Medical Transport. So Medical Transport often will assist with getting students to one of the local offices where they can be seen. And also, like if you're from Texas, you don't know is Baldwinsville five minutes away yeah. or is it 50 minutes <laughs> away so we really make sure that you're going to someplace that's close to campus where you, where we know you can you can get settled and get the care that you need without sending you all over central new york yes i think that's a very valuable resource i think that's having that assistance i think especially when it comes to accessing essential care is very important absolutely um follow up to that you mentioned briefly, you know, privacy and how that works. So for students that may be on their parents' insurance, what steps can students, if any, or advice do you have for, for students who are concerned for their privacy of their health information? Sure. So we do get a lot of calls from parents. Your parents are worried about you. They want to inquire as to what's going on. And I think it's hard for a lot of parents that first year when a student leaves to realize that oh my goodness, they are 18 and they have now left. And I can't call and ask. It's not the school <laughs> nurse, right? Like yeah. we're not the school nurse that you had in high school. 
So we're very clear and gentle and friendly and loving with the parents who call with concerns and have to explain, well, now that your student is 18, if you're interested in how they were treated today for their bronchitis or whatever it is, we'll say to them, we, we need to call your student first. And, you know, your student needs to give a verbal or sign a form saying that they're comfortable speaking with you. If you say, yes, I would like for you to talk to my mom about my case of bronchitis, we will talk to mom about bronchitis. But if you come in next week for an ankle sprain, we won't talk to mom about the ankle sprain or dad. We won't talk to a parent or a guardian or whoever that important person is in your life. We, we make a case by case. So maybe you want to talk about a cold, but you don't want to talk about a sprain or you don't want to talk about a women's health issue. Every time that you want information shared with someone who out besides yourself, we have to get a consent from you to approve that communication. Uh, if you are under the age of 18, so I know a lot of our students come to school, maybe they're 17 or they're right on the cusp. We kind of do the same thing. We really sort of encourage the parent, okay, have you talked to your student? Well, let's, let's get on the phone with your student and make sure that your student is okay and, and comfortable with this communication. If it has anything to do with reproductive issues, then there won't be any communication with the parent, even if the student is 16 or 17 years old. If it has anything to do with reproduction, we can't share that information, or sexual health, we can't share that information. Okay. Um, the other thing I mentioned was just, you know, all those charges that go on Bursar, they're just a health charge, and there's no additional information. The final thing I would say is that if we do bill insurance, there is, there is what's called an explanation of benefits. So if you're on the student health insurance plan, it's never an issue. All of your benefit information is going to come to you. If you're on your parents' Blue Cross and Blue Shield, and we bill your parents' Blue Cross and Blue Shield, there will be information, general information, shared on that explanation of benefits about what was tested for, what does that look like. You can reach out to your parents' insurance company and say, I would like for you to start sending me my explanation of benefits, and here is my address at school. And then they will send that to you. Uh, but you do need to do that outreach and, and, you know, educate the insurance company about your change in address and how you want your information shared with you. And then it won't go home to your parents. Okay. I think yeah. that's an excellent, you know, insurance can be such a confusing thing to navigate. It's very encouraging to know we not only have the resources of the student health insurance office, but there are protections and there are steps you can take if you are still on your parents' insurance to kind of shift that information to be coming to you. So you spoke briefly about um, trans and gender affirming services. Could you elaborate a little bit more about what that is at the Barnes Center and what it looks like? Yeah, luckily we've seen, when you talk about changes within the, in the college health landscape, trans and gender affirming care is one of those really great progressive changes that we've seen. It used to be that it was, it was you know, a little bit of a challenge to go out and try to find that care within the community. And we've seen more places, including our own office, be able to assist students with that. Um, so, one of the things that we try to share with people is that this isn't exceptionalized care. This isn't um, different care. This is just health care, just like any other type of health care that people get, which is why you can receive trans and gender affirming care services here at the Barnes Center. So you would start just like you would start any other appointment. You would call 4438000 and make an appointment. Just say, I'm interested in trans and gender affirming care services and trans and gender affirming therapy. You would go in and visit one of our nurse practitioners, physician assistants, or doctors, and they're going to walk through what does that look like for you. A lot of people do a lot of research before they go in to see a doctor. You know, they've, they've, they've done their work. They've, you know, learned a lot about what's out there. That being said, they're going to go in and they're going to 
assume that you have not done any and just sort of lay out, you know, here are the different options and what's going to look right for you, what's going to feel right for you and have that communication and conversation. And then you can receive um, hormonal treatment there. Um, You can receive advice as to if you're interested in surgery, what that referral looks like, what, where you might have to go to get that. But it's really sort of, you know, creating the home base for you for that care while you're in campus. So if you're interested in going on estrogen or testosterone while you're here, and then what that's going to feel like, be like, look like for you to make sure um, that you're comfortable. And then we also work closely with counseling so that students can just sort of walk through what is that going to look like for my community. And, you know, for students who are out, it might be one thing. For students who are coming out, it might be something different. So just working with all of the support pieces we have. Um, One other area is nutrition. So typically as you're going through that trans and gender affirming therapy, your nutritional needs change, your caloric needs change. So it can be working with nutrition and making sure that you're eating right for your, for your body. Um, And then finally, I mentioned earlier too, just through the pharmacy, the pharmacy has other supports in place like chest binders, things like that, that um, might help you on your journey as you're, as you're moving towards, you know, affirming who you are. Of course. So again, it's that kind of like integrative care aspect where it's not just, you know, one area and one appointment. There's different support services in different areas of the Barnes Center that can help you through that journey. Yeah. Um, And there's really no wrong door. So you may start an appointment with a nutritionist and then say, you know what I've been thinking about? I've, I've been thinking about starting hormones. Oh, okay. Well, we can take you to the front desk and we can make you an appointment to see a doctor. And then if you're talking to a doctor and say, oh, like, I'm just trying to figure out, like, how do I talk to my parents about this? Oh, we can make you an appointment with counseling. So just that idea of like, you know, you can start anywhere that feels comfortable and feels right and work within the system to to get the care that you need. Yeah. Well, thank you. So another kind of important, relevant topic. Um, we're living in a complex time for reproductive health care. So how is the Barnes Center providing support for students in this area? So complicated might be the understatement of the year. <laughs> um, so very surprising. Um, so when Roe v. Wade was walked back by the Supreme Court, it was it was very surprising, I think, to all of us trying to figure out, okay, now how do we support students to make sure that they are in a safe place and can receive the contraceptive care that they need and realizing that the, our university really is a national and international center of learning. So although the New York state governor has said that all reproductive rights will be covered in New York state, there are some states that don't have those same coverages in place. So um, one thing is it just from a very basic perspective, you can always make an appointment for contraceptive care. So come in, make a regular appointment. You'll have a women's health consultation and talk to your medical provider. For some people, that might be hormonal birth control. For some people, it might be a more long-acting birth control option. So if they're worried about traveling to other states or if they perhaps are, you know, for breaks or in the summer, they're in another state where they might not have access to care, they might want to think about using something like an IUD. So just sort of laying out here all the different options, Nexplanon, IUDs, hormonal birth control, what works best for you, for your lifestyle, and where you live. Um, We also have a wide range of emergency contraceptives. So this would also be one thing that you'd want to think about at the pharmacy. There is still over-the-counter emergency contraceptive, which some people might think of as Plan B. That's one of the um, formal names for it. 
So that is available without a prescription over the counter in the pharmacy. There are some that you need a prescription for, and you can talk to your you know, medical provider about that. Or if you want to make sure that it's covered by your health insurance, you can have a prescription written for you and sent down so that way your insurance picks it up and you don't have to pay out of pocket for it. But that's just another option for you. Um, we do do the full range of pregnancy counseling. So if, um, if a student becomes pregnant and they would like to keep that pregnancy, we will not be able to be your obstetrician, but we can work with you and make sure that we, you get that referral to an obstetrician who's local, who takes your insurance, and you feel comfortable going to. So we make sure that that is also something that's covered within. Um, and then we also do general counseling for around termination of pregnancies. So laying out what those options are, uh, where you can go in the community, what that wait time is going to look like, and then making sure, because a lot of folks don't openly market that they do abortions um, within the community. So we will work with you to make sure that you can get someplace safe and, and get that taken care of so that you're all set. Um, but yes, there's so much that goes into pregnancy-related decision-making. There's so much that goes into making the right birth control decision for you. And the Barnes Center really wants to be that resource. The other thing that's worth mentioning is that the student health insurance plan, when um, Roe v. Wade was walked back, they did add a benefit to that that covers travel. So that if you are in a state that does not cover pregnancy termination, that they will cover travel and lodging to go to a state where you are able to obtain a pregnancy termination instead. So that was something that, you know, it was, it's one of the times when it's really great to be on a college focused healthcare plan, because that was something we didn't even have to ask for. They reached out immediately and let us know that it was something that was going to be added to the health insurance plan to make sure that students were covered while they're traveling or home for breaks. Well, that's wonderful to hear. I think that gives a really holistic view of how whatever step of a crisis or situation you may be in, the Barnes Center has those resources. And if you're not sure, there's also a resource for people that are not sure, which I think was something so important and uncertain. Having people that are sure around you and that can help you make those decisions um, or provide you with the information that you need to make that decision ultimately is really important. I think, um, I think there's a lot of places that the Barnes Center is able to meet you at. I know we've talked about the integrated care and how it really is, you know, we don't just, the Barnes Center doesn't just want to see students when they feel like they're at that crisis level. We want to be able to intervene and to prevent. I'm a public health master's student. So to me, preventative care is really such an important part of everything that you do in health and can be such a helpful tool. Um, I think we definitely saw that during the COVID-19 crisis. I think we're definitely seeing it as we move more into, um, you know, difficult situations with reproductive health. We want to be proactive. We want to provide those things. So it's really encouraging to hear that those support services are there um, and they can be accessed. Yeah. So I just want to give you another opportunity. Is there anything you feel that you really want to share regarding health care at the Barnes Center that you feel, you know, anything staff wanted to share additionally that we haven't covered quite yet? No, I think just a, a general wrap up is we're super interested, right? Like I keep um, mentioning because we are collegiate health that really looking to being able to prove that this model works. So um, you've worked with several people at the Barnes Center. It's a fabulous team, and they're really trying to figure out, like, what does the data look like and what does it mean to be able to see counseling or pet therapy 
the mind spa, working out regularly. It's all of those pieces together. And I think that that's what we're all who work there that we're all very excited about seeing that this can be this, you know, minor little utopia where you can get all of your healthcare really quickly and have all of these wellness supports in place in real time. So it's a really exciting time at the Barnes Center, I think. And, you know, I think everyone who works there is really interested in seeing, you know, are we able to show the data that says having all of these resources, engaging in all of these preventive resources, like you said, really do benefit you, you know, with improved health and wellness. So hearing how much healthcare interacts with the other departments and how it really is a team effort and it's not these silos it's this integrated care um is really helpful for students to understand that and to not feel like they only belong in one part of the barn center or you know it's what they need right now is just one part of it that they can't really will will wait on that one so to hear the encouragement of like maybe you start somewhere but don't wait Yes. You can do all of these things simultaneously, and we're here for you in whatever aspect you may need, whether that's just one or whether that's all four of the aspects that we offer. So, yeah. And I think it can be intimidating if you, yes. don't, if you don't know the answer right away or it's a system that everybody else seems to understand how to navigate except for you. So start where you feel comfortable. So if that means literally going to the mind spot and then on your walk out saying, how do I make an appointment for counseling or how do I make an appointment for health? Someone's going to be able to give you that information in a place where you feel comfortable. And really, like I said, there is no wrong door. Come into the information desk, come to medical records, talk to someone at the pharmacy. Everyone there is pretty knowledgeable in everything that goes on in the Barnes Center or will find out what it is that you need. But yeah, it's I a think, really good group and think, very friendly. Yeah. I, I agree. I think in my experience, it's been very encouraging to see that teamwork and also the willingness to kind of direct you where you need to go. So... Thank you so much for having this Thank conversation you. with us. And I know this is your first time speaking on a podcast, but I have one final question. Okay. Are you listening to any podcasts currently? I love podcasts and I listen to them probably more than I should. But the last one I was listening to was called All There Is by Anderson Cooper. And it is about grief and family and it is incredibly sad. But it was unbelievable. Like I feel like we've all you know, lost someone who is important to us. And he has a fascinating life story, and it was listening to other people deal with grief, and it was fantastic. The other one, on the flip side, is called Mogul, and it was about the obscenity trial around Two Live Crew. And as someone who was a teenager in the 90s, (laughs) it is fascinating to listen to. Um, But yeah, I mean, in, in listening, you know, any sort of obscenity case is always interesting, but listening to the lawyers read the lyrics from Two Live Crew, if you're not familiar with their music, was was quite entertaining and funny. But yeah, it was just, it was fascinating how some, something that you might think is not that important can really impact law, like, yeah. like court, you know, case law. So that was a really interesting and fascinating one. I love the mixture of pop culture and legal and... Yeah, you know. I think, would you, you might not have sat and read, you know, news articles about the obscenity trials, but yes. now you have this way to kind of explore these different avenues um, through podcasting. So I'm really excited. I, I hope this is an exploration for people to be able to hear more about um, such an important service. I think health is so fundamental mm-hmm. to everything we do in academic success. And I'm sure that the Barton Center is well aware of how important health in all aspects and wellness in all aspects is for student success. Um, so thank you for your role in that. No, and thank you for having me. It was wonderful. This was so much fun. Yes, I hope you enjoyed your time.